Welcome to the Monocle Podcast. We are an independent management consulting firm, and in this podcast, we discuss our latest insights and opinions to help you achieve exceptional performance in banking and insurance together. Thank you for joining us. I'm Guy Wilding, Monocle's research manager based in Johannesburg, and joining us from London is Celeste Mayer, director for the UK and Europe to share her insight and experience on a large IFRA 17 implementation project as the Solution Functional Lead. Celeste, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Guy. For those of us who have a cursory understanding of IFRA 17, can you give us a brief overview of the standard, who does it impact and what does it aim to achieve? IFRA 17 is an accounting standard issued by the IASB and it specifically focuses on insurance contracts. It will affect any company in the insurance industry that that writes insurance contracts. The purpose of IFRS 17 is a technical accounting standard and it sets out the requirements that insurance should apply in reporting information about insurance contracts it issues as well as reinsurance contracts it holds. IFRS 17 introduces two new concepts or it's got a new approach to measure insurance contracts, the profitability of it which introduces fulfillment cash flows, which are your current estimates of amounts that insurance expects to collect from premiums and payout of claims, uh, benefits and expenses. And also it introduces this new concept called contractual service margin or in short CSM. So the CSM is your expected profit for providing future insurance contract coverage. So it's unearned profit. I believe IFRA 17 is an overhaul in the insurance industry in terms of change. It will affect all your systems, your processes, and any sort of data that support the accounting of insurance contracts. It aims to have a consistent accounting standard for all insurance contracts, which requires insurance companies to provide updated information about their risks and the performance of their insurance contracts. This in turn leads to to greater transparency in financial statements of insurance companies, which will allow your the users of financial statements, such as investors or market analysts, to have better insights into the financial performance of an insurance company and facilitate improved market analysis. All right. So we'll have a market where analysts and investors will be able to compare apples to apples. Or if we're talking specifically IFRA 17, rather the insurance cover on the Apple farm with the other Apple farms. As we mentioned earlier, uh, you have practical experience with insurers in designing their data and system architectures. From your experience, what do you see as being critical to building a robust IFRA 17 solution? And then do you have any lessons learned that you could share? I think the key point for any IFRA 17 implementation is that you have a, a technical understanding of the requirements of the standard, first of all. Secondly, I think it's important that you have buy-in, which I believe you will have from for such a big program from the various stakeholders across the business. So that would include your central policy technical team or your technical policy team that will advise on the accounting policies that the insurer chooses to use. So as IVRA 17 is still, it is a standard and it sets out various requirements, but you do have, princip- it is still principles-based um, and open for interpretation. So from that perspective, it's quite important for the technical policy team to to, ha- to drive out the accounting policies and then for you to work closely with auditors to ensure that the accounting policies that the technical policy team decides on 
will meet the auditor standards. Celeste, you've spoken about the technical accounting aspects for IFRS 17. What is your view around the role of data in an IFRS 17 implementation? So even though IFRS 17 is an accounting standard, we believe it's more than just technical accounting. You need to have focus on your data and your systems and the whole implementation of the solution end-to-end. You need to have granular data that is fit for purpose and can meet the technical requirements of IFRS 17. You also require both actuarial and accounting data to support the measurement. You need to ensure that your, your system architecture can support the data requirements for measurement under IFRS 17. This will require insurers to overhaul their the system architecture. Do you have any practical suggestions around the data and the project implementation? You also need to ensure that you have fit-for-purpose test data and use cases that represent your product mix as well as real scenarios that you will encounter in a normal business-as-usual process. It ensures you capture all the little nuances of, of IFRA 17 and make sure you, you have a robust solution. Another key point is to factor in how this will affect your business as usual process in terms of your working day timetable. Insurers try to keep to the IFRS 4 timetable that's already applied within business. But because you have the, the different functions that participate in your IFRS 17 business process, your working day timetable might be impacted. That can be anything from data delivery to approvals and sign-offs, actuarial modeling. So it's a key consideration for insurers to to make sure their working day timetable is in place and can meet the operational timelines for IFRS 17. Just to echo your point, the Economist Intelligence Unit reported that in the region of about 87% of global insurers will look to upgrade their systems to meet IFRS 17 requirements. So when we see that there, there really is a broad reaching and significant impact on insurers, and when we see these kind of statistics, we get a glimpse of the complexity of the standard. And obviously, the International Accounting Standards Board has taken note of this too, as earlier this year, they decided to defer the effective date by another year to the 1st of January 2023. What do you think insurers who are currently in the thick of implementation should focus on, given that they have this additional time? I think the key message there, Guy, is don't stop. There is a reason that the IASB deferred it. Insurers can't sit back now and think they've got another year to implement. You have to focus on the various challenges that that you face through implementation. That can stretch from data and system challenges. You would like to incorporate more fit-for-purpose use cases, your system architecture, and then another key area of this of the standard is transition. Transition takes up quite a bit of time. It's, it's complex. Insurers need to factor in how they will produce the opening balance sheet starting 1 January 2022. So the compliance date for IFRS 17 is 1 January 2023. And under the standard, it is required to produce one year's worth of comparative analysis. But due to the deferment, we would advise that insurers plan for a simulation exercise or a dress rehearsal. So let's just tell me um, about a dress rehearsal. How is it different from the parallel run? 
So I think it's important that insurers do a dress rehearsal. It's not required to externally report on this, and it's not a requirement under IFRS 17, but I think it will assist insurers in understanding what this process will look like in business as usual. It will also iron out niggles in your process, and you will be able to identify and correct for those before the actual compliance date under IFRS 17. Okay, great. So, I mean, even even though we talk about the 2023 deadline, basically, it's you've got to have, you have a 2022 deadline for your parallel run, and even before that, you've got your methodologies around um, the transition. So, I mean, you've really got to go, you've really got to get things going to get to your 2022 numbers. Can you tell us a little bit more about the, the methodologies around the transition? So transition is a is a big pain point for, it can be a big pain point for insurers. Under the latest exposure draft that the ISB has released, they provided some transition relief, but you've got three options to calculate transition. So there's three methodologies, which is your full retrospective approach, your modified retrospective approach, and your fair value approach. Under the full retrospective approach, you need to model your insurer's insurance contracts as if IFRS 17 has always been in existence. So as you can imagine, that will require quite a bit of data to produce these IFRS 17 metrics, but the standard does allow for additional approaches if the full retrospective approach is impracticable. From what you mentioned about the scale of the standard, IFRS 17 is going to require an enterprise-wide effort to implement. How can management look to organize and direct their accounting, actuarial, and technology functions, all with their maybe own requirements towards meeting an enterprise-wide compliance and developing a long-term solution? So I think it is, it's, it's challenging to coordinate because of all the moving parts. You just mentioned you have actuarial, accounting, and the technology functions involved under IFRS 17. So you need strong project management. It's it's a big program. You've got a lot of moving parts. And I think your project managers need to ensure timelines are met and they need to enforce accountability. I think it's also important that you should not forget documentation. You need to document what you've done throughout this process because once the implementation team leaves the organization, you need to have a record of all the choices, accounting choices that have been made and implemented in the solution. You've touched on governance and documenting your decisions. More specifically, how important is data governance in this process? Data governance is important. You need to ensure you've got a governance function in place and an overarching work stream for for data across the project implementation. You want to ensure you've got accurate data and it is important that each business unit owns the data and is responsible for that data to produce accurate financial reports. Celeste, thank you for your time uh, to share your experience around IFRS 17 and shining a light on the practical considerations. It really is great to see the pragmatic side of, of compliance. So before we end off, how is it that Monocle can assist insurers as they continue with their IFRS 17 journeys? We at Monocle see ourselves as execution partners to assist the insurers to overcome challenges under an IFRS 17 implementation and to assist to build a robust and a long-term solution. If any of the insurers out there 
are in the process of completing the FRE 17 journey, they can reach out to us through the contact details on our website or download our insights paper on our practical approach to FRE 17. Celeste, thank you again. And to our listeners who joined us, thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Visit monocle.co.za to subscribe for updates. From Johannesburg to London, Cape Town to Amsterdam, Monocle, we design change.